We're in a series in the book of John, and I have themed it and titled it, Why Christianity is Special. See, there's a lot of different religions in the world. And if we wanted to talk about religion a little while, we could probably ask the question in our mind, what about religion? Is the mountain analogy of God uh, correct? One mountain, God on top. Humanity at the bottom of the mountain trying to find and claw out their way to the God on the top. Some religions would say, well, let's just go directly up this way. The other religion would say, well, I think it would be more religious to go around this way. And another religion would say, well, I'm right-handed, so I think it would be good to go to God around this way. It may take this religion longer to get there according to religion. And another religion would say it might take a longer while to get there this way. And then, of course, there's those folks who said, we're the only way, and they get there real quick because they go up directly to God. Is that analogy complementary of the world's philosophy today. One God, but many ways to that God. Jesus said in John 14, having just 12 hours left to live on the earth. At the last supper, he meets with his disciples and chapter 13 and verse 33 tells them the sad news that shortly he's going to leave. Heartbroken, bewildered, scared, the disciples are concerned. Our Lord looked and saw their concern, but not only saw their concern, but felt their concern. Are you glad we have a God that feels what we feel? In all fashions such as we, tempted and yet without sin. And he felt what his disciples felt. Despair, sorrow, grief. And Jesus said, say fellas, let not. Your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Thank God they're not rooms. Thank God they're not manufactured housing. Thank God in heaven there ain't nothing with wheels on it. It's all permanent. In my Father's house. Last week I stumbled and tried desperately to preach a sermon to you entitled, In My Father's House. 
In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And our Lord said, I go to prepare a place for you. Heaven is a place. Heaven is a prepared place. Heaven should be a preferred place. And heaven, bless your heart, is a peaceful place. Oh, dear soul today, if you're not prepared for the place called heaven, what a wonderful day it would be in your life to once and for all settle that question in your heart. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will prepare a place for you. At whither I am, there you may be also. And then he said, and whether I go, you know, verse number four, and the way you know, Thomas had to be Baptist. Just had to be Baptist. And Thomas saith unto him, Lord, We know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Lord, is the way up the mountain to the left? Is the way up the mountain to God to the right? Is the way up the mountain the Pentecostal way, or the Baptist way, or the Methodist way, or some other abomination way? Lord, how can we know the way? Throughout Scripture, you'll find over and over again, people coming to our Lord and wanting to know the answer to that question. Today, if it would be all right, I'd like for us to look unto Jesus for the answer. Just look unto Jesus for the answer. Nicodemus by night came to Jesus with that question in his heart and on his mind. Steeped in religion, had all the answers but one. And Jesus said unto him, you must be born again. The rich young ruler made his way to our Lord and fell at his feet and worshiped, if you please, and said, Master, how can I inherit eternal life? Deep in the soul and bosom of every human being in this world is the cry to the answer to that question. How can I know the way back to our Lord? Ever since the Garden of Eden, Ever since our grandparents, Adam and Eve, got kicked out of the garden and God put up an angel there with a sword to guard the way. Everybody has been seeking and looking under this rock and in this religion and in this deal and in this deal to try to find the way. And Thomas just says, Lord, how can I know the way? You've come to hear the Perry sing, not me preach. (laughs) What a surprise. You say, now preacher, how do you know that? Because you wasn't here last week. (laughs) 
But they sing about the way. And in our despair and in our search, yea, and even in our grief, and in our sorrow and in our disappointment, oh, how we need the answer to how can I know the way? Islam will say we have the way. Buddhism will say we have the way. Judaism says we have the way. Thomas, he said, I am the way. Jesus said, I am not just the good way. I am not just another way. Jesus said, I am the way. Hallelujah. Thank God we Baptists don't have a corner on the way. Thank God the Pentecostals, as they shout and leap and jump and at least enjoy the way, they don't have the only way. Thank God in the world steeped in agnosticism and atheism and every other ism in the world. Thank God there is a light that shined brightly from heaven and came in the form of a little bitty baby and was born. And bless God, he lit the way yonder with a star and he says throughout all of history, I am the way. The only way. May I say the Bible and history are riddled with folks asking this question. How can I know the way? Could I please pose a question to you today? Since we are not having chow down Sunday. We have a little time. Could I ask you the question? If a Baptist were to confront our Lord and Savior, and say, Jesus, we'd like to know how do we get to the top of the mountain? How do we get to a relationship with God? Do you think maybe our Lord might be consistent and say, I am the way? Maybe could I ask you please just a question if a Methodist For to come to our Lord and ask the question, Lord, how can I know the way? Do you think our Lord would be consistent and say to them like he did Thomas, I am the way? You say, well, I'm a, bad, I'm a Methodist preacher. And I don't know if I died today that I'd get saved. I mean, that I'd go to heaven. Good news today. Heaven is not for Methodists. It's for born again children of God. And you only get there through the way. Could I ask you today. If a Muslim. Were to approach our Lord. Looking for a place with 70 virgins. A place of Navarra. And he walked over to our Lord and said, Lord, I've been searching and looking. 
and working and scratching my fingers to the bone, trying to find the way. What would Jesus say to that Muslim, faithful Muslim, prays daily? What would Jesus say to that Muslim? Would he be consistent as to what he told Thomas? And we poor Baptist folk and you wonderful Methodist folk. What would Jesus tell that Muslim about getting to the top of the mountain? To heaven, to God. I believe he'd say, I am the way. Amen. I just, in an age in which we live, in a world that is tolerant of everything but the truth, in a world that is tolerant to many ways, any way, my way, your way, or the highway, this narrow statement by our Lord is offensive. Because when our Lord says he is the way, it discards every other way. In his statement of truth, saying that the way is narrow to eternal life and broad is the road to destruction in him saying that he is the only way, he excludes every other way. This service is not about 25 years. This service is not about the parish singing. This service is not about my 25 years, about starting the church in my front yard 25 years ago and, and, and you being faithful. It's not about that. It's about you. Not the one sitting beside you. Not the one behind you. Not the one that brought you. It's about you. Do you know the way back to God? Do you know the way back to a personal relationship with a living, almighty, all-loving God? It's about you. We've spent thousands of dollars... On you. We have prayed night after night and day after day for many weeks that you might find the way. That you might embrace the only way. Can I have an amen? Even you women can say amen around here. We can't afford fans with amen on them, so it's better to say amen. (laughs) I just believe the Baptist, the Catholic, the Buddhist, the unbeliever, the Muslim, and all alike. Jesus would say to you, if you want to get to the top of the mountain, And you want to become 
into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you want all of your sins forgiven, if you want a brand new slate and a brand new chance at life, can you say amen? If you want to wake up tomorrow and say, good morning, Lord, instead of good Lord, it's morning. If you're breathing God's wonderful air. If you still have a mind to reason and to think. I have great news for you today. Jesus said, I am the way. You say, preacher, why don't you preach the Bible? Look at verse number two. This phrase, listen, in my father's house. (laughs) Got to be a country boy to understand that. Amen. In my father's house. That's better than snuff and not near as dusty. In my house. Father's house. Now you let that sink down a little. Let's just sit down here a minute and think about in my Father's house. A house filled with radiant, godly, agape love. In a house Where the welcome mat is never turned over. In a house we do not deserve. But cause of grace, God has forgotten. Oh, in my father's house. Boy, I want to go. How about another phrase, if you would please? Many mansions. Now, I don't have a mansion down here. A lot of preachers build their mansions here. And that way they don't want to go to heaven real quick because they got all the heaven they want down here. I don't want anything here to steal my desire to go there. In my father's house. Can you imagine in heaven on Hallelujah Boulevard about two doors down from the throne From which comes thunders and lightning 24 hours a day. Ushering from the bottom of that throne is precious, pure water. Flowing and sprinkling over streets of solid gold. Sitting on the throne is he who is altogether lovely. Not crowned with jewels, not crowned with things and 
garbage of this world, but crowned with a rainbow. Two doors down is a mailbox with Wolfenbarger written on it, and it's spelt right. Glory! In my Father's house. That's heaven. That's heaven. Many mansions. Could I give you another phrase in my introduction? I go to prepare a place for you. Do you know any yous? Turn to the person next to you and say, you're a you. You say, that's silly. No, you think he's prepared a mansion for me because I got a suit on. And I got a tile. And I can speak in King James language. You think, I got one. But I don't care what you've got on. And I don't care where you've been. And I don't care how long you stayed there. If you'll just trust the way. And get in the way. And stay out of the way. He will show you the way. To a mansion. Prepared for you. Glory. Yeah. I'm glad the person that wrote that song, I got a mansion. You know the thing, the guy that wrote that song, I got a little cabin in the corner of glory land. Wouldn't it be something if that's all that sucker got? And he walked up to heaven and he says to the gatekeeper, where's my mansion? (laughs) The gatekeeper said, I got what you wanted. A little cabin in the corner of glory land. My God is not in the cabin building business. He has gone to prepare. You say, preacher, for me, for you. You said, I don't deserve it. Join the crowd. That he can't save me. Look, he can save you out of petty cash. One drop of our Lord's precious blood was sufficient to wash away all of your sin. I like that in my father's house. Of course, now, it's not homiletical like all these graduates from Bible college. But it's biblical. In my father's house, many mansions, I go to prepare a place for you. There you may be also. I like that. According to one of my staff's iPhones. I have 12 minutes. 
Now, I know when our Lord is talking about the way, he's talking, he said, I am the way to my father's house. I'm a way to the mansion that I've built for you. You don't have to worry about getting there. I'll show you the way. Years ago, a man came and got saved and I baptized him. He was two foot longer than the baptistry and we had a big baptistry. After he got baptized, he got concerned about his family. He came to me one night and said, preacher, knocked on my door and said, preacher, I got a lady, I got a friend, I've got an aunt that is deathly sick. She's not of our denomination. She's been faithful to church. She's been a godly lady all of her life. And I'd just like for you to talk to her just to make sure. Me and Brother Johnson, that was his name, made our way down to the elevators down yonder by the old St. Joseph Hospital and made our way along the little old road back then to a little old shack, if you please, unpainted, unkept, boards falling off the windows and off the doors and off the walls and the families all gathered in the room there waiting for uh, the inevitability of her dying of internal cancer. Just a few days left, they said. And you say, why do you tell this story? I'm going to tell it to you because it says better than anything I ever know. He's the way. Walked in and sat down by her bedside. I said, Aunt Kelly, my name is Jean Wolfenbarger. And to get to heaven, you've got to know how to spell that name. She said, well, I've gone to hell then. No, she didn't. I said, Aunt Kelly, I know. I know you're not of our denomination, and I know that you're a good lady. I know that. Would it offend you, Aunt Kelly, if I ask you a, a question here? And she said, sure, preacher. I said, Aunt Kelly, if you know for sure right now, do you know for sure right now, if you die right now, heaven would be your home? She began to weep weakly, very hardly able to talk. And she very quietly said, I hope so. Not wanting to offend, I said, Aunt Kelly, don't you think at this stage of the game, I hope so, is not good enough. She began to weep and said, yes, preacher. I said, could I just explain some things to you? And she allowed me to, and I showed her there the simple plan of salvation on how to be saved. And I pointed her, not the Methodist way and not the Baptist way, but the Jesus way. Listen to her prayer. One day before she met the Lord. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. Please come into my heart and save my soul. And when I die, let me lean on your ever-loving arms to carry me across. One day later, Aunt Kelly lay down in the arms of the way. And he winged her into the presence of our Lord. I know he's talking about the way. 
to heaven. But I think in two minutes, let me help you. Our Lord is saying to us who are still here struggling in the battle, having great plans for tomorrow, but not knowing what tomorrow may bring. Who's going through every kind of hurting situation in the world. Trying to deal with guilt. Trying to deal with domestic relationships. Let me, in eight minutes, tell you, number one, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever your situation, Jesus Christ is the way out. Hmm? Oh, yes, many are looking for a way out. Last week, in last week only, I dealt with two individual families in whom in the family, one of the family members was so desperate and so despondent and felt that life had no meaning. Each took a gun to their head and decided that was the way out. There are many ways out. And everybody's looking for a way out. Many of you are trying to find a way out of a marriage. When you need to put Christ the way in the marriage. And then you won't want out because you'll be in the way. As the songwriter said, the bright and shining way. Many of us are trying to find way out of addictions and out of sin and difficulties and perplexities and condemnation and guilt and everything else in the world and financial ways. And I just say you today, Jesus Christ is the way out of what you're trying to get out of. You say, preacher, I've I got a terrible situation. Nobody can handle it. Is there anything too hard for God? Sarah was barren. Abraham was a hundred. And the angels came and said, you're going to have a child? And they both giggled and laughed. And... Uh, Angel looked at Abraham and says, why is your wife laughing? Uh, uh, she ain't laughing, no. <laughs> and then the angel said to those two folks that's so far over the hill, they can't even see the hill. Is there anything too hard for God? Don't take the easy way out. Don't take the wrong way out. Don't take your way out. If you're in something and you need to get out, Jesus is the way out. Would you say amen? Amen. It helps me if you say amen. And the older I get, the more help I need. 
But not only is the Jesus the way out. Can I give you this? Jesus is the way in. Wow. No man cometh the Father, but by me. You don't need to be an aeronautical engineer to figure out that if Jesus said he's the only way in, then you're not going to get any other way in. Because he said any other way in, if you try to get in, you're a thief and a robber. He is the door. The only way in, Acts chapter 4 said, is none of the name under heaven given whereby we must be saved than the name of Jesus Christ. If you intend to know God, if you intend to please God, if you intend to spend eternity in heaven, if you intend to ever find God's purpose in your life, Jesus is the only way in. No way to life and to love without Jesus. I I could tell you about men who came to this church who are good men today, but when they came to this church, they did not know anything about love. And may I say to you, if you do not know God who is love, you do not know how to love. And if he is life and life more abundant, dear God, if you don't have Christ, you're just existing. He is the way to life and to love. If you want to love your wife, then fall in love with Jesus. If you want to love your husband, fall in love with Jesus. If you want to love anybody, fall in love with Jesus. Because he is the way to life and to love. He is the way to hope and peace. He is the way, bless your heart, to a life that makes meaning at all. He's the way out. He's the way in. He's the way through. Going through anything. Well, preacher, I don't like you. Join the crowd. You know how you can love me? Fall in love with my Savior. The guarantee... Now, don't get there. Don't, don't lose this. The guarantee of tomorrow is uncertainty. How are you going to face the uncertainties of tomorrow? There was a man in the Bible by the name of Job who went to sleep one night. Perfect, righteous, a chew and evil, right with God, everything perfect, family great, wealth beyond anybody else in the Orient. And Job went to sleep one night and everything was fine. He needed nothing For his sleep, Mrs. Job was still talking to him. Mrs. Job had seen him beat his chest and be manly. He went to bed one night and everything was great. But boy, 
did he find tomorrow different than today? Question I'd ask you, have you ever gone to bed thinking everything was all right to wake up to a Job's tomorrow? The servants, the cattle, the wealth, the family, all taken in a black, dismal Christian day. How are you going to face tomorrow's uncertainty? Job said, the Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus is the way through the uncertainties of tomorrow. You say, preacher, it ain't here yet. Well, won't you get ready for it? By getting saved. Getting God on your side. And even if the fiery furnace gets unbearable. Open your eyes by faith and you'll see the sinless son of God. Walking with you in the midst of the fire. And believe Paul when he said I can do all things through Christ. Which strengthens me. Would you agree today that he is the way. Out. In, through, and up. Preach how you know where heaven is. It's a good question. Isn't it amazing that the Bible always referred to heaven as being up? So I would say, if the Bible says heaven is up, and that the angels descended, and that when Jesus left on a cloud, he ascended, I would say that the way to heaven is up. And he's not only the way in, the way out, the way through. Thank God he's the way up. He said, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. Not a way, not another way, not just a good way. But he's the only way. To the Father's house. I learned that. To my Father's house. He used to go to my daddy's house. I guess he had poor circulation. His house was 225 degrees all the time. (laughs) And he was saying, would somebody put some dumb wood in that stove? In my Father's house. My father watched the dumbest. TV programs in the world. The price is right. Groucho Marx in my father's house. I didn't go to my father's house for what he was doing. I went to my father's house because my father was at the house. That's why I want to go to my father's house because my father 
is in the house. If you ever want to go to the Father's house, if you want to go to heaven, you got to go up. And our Lord is the way up. Amen. Place of many mansions. Got to go his way. To be with Jesus forever. One way. His way. To eternal life. His way. I close. It must have been a glorious day yonder when Solomon had finished the temple of God. One of the seven wonders of the world. Made without chisel. Without hammer. Designed at the throne room of God. Every stone was cut in the quarries and brought from miles and miles away. Set in place very, very carefully and meticulously. That cornerstone went in and that one stone held every other stone in place. Now somebody sing a song, Jesus is the cornerstone. Then when that, all that beautiful marble hewn and set in place, God said, overlay it with gold. Wow. Couldn't trust me and you in there, could they? Not as long as we had pockets on our, in our pants. Uh, you say, preacher, what did he say? Did you tithe this week? If you did not tithe this week, we could not trust you in a temple made of gold. You say, you just run a good sermon. No, you just got a good point. Amen. <laughs> Nothing defiled will enter heaven. Got that? And when it's overlaid with solid gold, setting yonder on Mount Moriah, glistening in the sun as one of the seven wonders of the world, Solomon bowed his knee. Yes, he did. And he said something that I think that we all need to know. He said, Father, we've built this house for you. And I do not know how it will contain you because the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee. Wow. The heavens of heavens cannot contain thee. And as his head was bowed and his Knees was bowed and his heart was humbled and tears flowing in from his eyes. He said, hear thou in heaven, O God, thy dwelling place. If you want to go where God is, you want to go and live forever. You want all of your sins forgiven. You must go the only way. And Jesus is that way.